In a week where we've seen Erling Haaland realise he's actually human, Manchester United fans questioning what the hell was that performance against Sevilla. Chelsea once again are still asking us questions as to what the fuck was that lineup? Just a week of questions. Honestly, there's more yeah. questions being asked this week than your average questions on. Honestly, I feel like I'm in the House of Parliament with this many questions this week. Yeah, but at least these questions will get answered, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a week of Champions League football. I'd argue what a week of football in general. I think well, this was yes. fairly decent. It lacked the drama yes. in most parts, though, I will admit, but we still have moments to discuss. Mm-hmm. Teams to laugh at. Yeah. You're going to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) And we've even had uh, promotions and relegations in the lower divisions of football, which we can get onto. We're not going to laugh at that. No. Which we'll get get onto uh, later on in the episode. But let's start with the Champions League recap, as it was the quarterfinal second legs this week. Um, Most of the ties we thought were going to be comfortable. Okay, Man City uh, having their... Advantage over by you Munich. mean three quarters of them. Well, yes. Uh, however, it only turned out to be half of them that were quite comfortable in the end because Napoli and AC Milan provided the drama this week. It did. Oh, well, it got close to. I think mm. I don't know what's happened with Napoli. It's like they've gone off the boil slightly. Yeah, it definitely. Or is seems it just AC Milan have their number and? Wow, it's quite quite amazing for AC Milan. But I think people have maybe forgotten that they did win the league last season. They're still a decent team, even if it didn't or hasn't hit as much in the league as such. Mm, and the fact that uh, Mike Magnon in goal is an incredible keeper. The fact that that guy has been held back for Hugo Lloris for so long is is quite frankly shocking. Yeah, the man's a so... unit. I, I think I saw something yesterday saying he's made the most saves uh, this season in the Champions League and he's got the most clean sheets as well. Just like a class goalie, how old is he? He's not even, he's like old, older 20s. So he's still got like a, yeah. a long time to go. 27. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. The longevity that he's probably got. Yeah, and most keepers now can play until their late thirties, early forties. So, and at least another decade, possibly, of being at the top of his game, should he stay injury-free. Yeah, yeah who knows? Maybe he'll be better than the actual best goal in the world one day. One of these days, <laughs> but, but give him a chance. Give him a chance. Uh, gosh, um, which should we carry on with looking at this Napoli game then, as we're speaking of it? I mean, we can. I'd be honest. Uh, my eyes were more on the other two. Or English yeah. um, side of things, but <laughs> yeah. So AC Milan thought they would have it easy. However, they got a penalty early on in the game, which uh, Olivier Giroud missed, which is not what uh, they wanted to try and put this game to bed. At least, however, he did make up for it twenty minutes later by scoring just before the half after a lovely assist from uh, Rafael Liao uh, to put Milan even further ahead on the uh, aggregate score, and then. Napoli started to grow into the game a bit in the second half and tried to get, find that fight back that they needed, but ultimately it was just a little too late for them. Um, like Kavica, he had a penalty which was saved by uh, Magnon in the 82nd minute and then Napoli in the 93rd minute managed to get one goal back uh, through Victor Osimhen. Um 
yeah, disappointing end to their season. Obviously, many, I think, had Napoli as the favourites in that tie, including uh, myself. I don't know whether you did as well. I probably did. No, I definitely did. <laughs> I've been backing Napoli uh, for, for ages, and yeah, it, it's all gone wrong. Champions League wise, they're, they're going to win the league still. Yeah, I mean, so it's not not a bad season in any way. This yeah. is still an amazing season in their history. Yeah, I mean they've got eight games left, and they've still got a fourteen point gap at the top of the table. Um, but yeah, disappointing enter the Champions League campaign on the basis of things, considering how well, like you said, this season has gone for them. Yeah, but I think in a small way, I, think I remember watching a video. They were reacting like the league's amazing. But my God, if we win the Champions League, that's just unheard of. <laughs> so mm. they were they were definitely tempering their expectations just slightly. Oh, 100%. Yeah, massively, definitely. So um, AC Milan being in a Champions League final for the first time since 2007, I think it was. There's seven. so much nostalgia about that semi-final, well, that, that one semi-final. Mm. Right, AC Milan just... against... Inter Milan. I feel like we might as well just cover that one because I don't know a lot that happened, even though it ended 3 all. That sounds like a great game, but I didn't watch it. Well, I mean, you'd think Inter, with how it was for them, uh, on aggregate being 2 0 up um, after the first leg, just they seemed to capitulate a bit towards the end of the game. So Nicolo uh, Barella put them up after 14 minutes, then uh, Ferrari's a handy little play, Barella, and yeah, he's such a talent. It's one of those players. Think Liverpool. You want midfielders that are a cheaper alternative to Bellingham? Look over at Internazionale. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, hell! Like poor Raphaelia. This poor innocent <laughs> guy who's just been told, like, you're going to do an interview. This is for American CBS. In steps scavs Jeremy Jamie Carragher. <laughs> what the mm. f- is he talking about? Even English Mika Rich doesn't help it that much. No, it really didn't. The poor guy was so confused. No wonder he didn't come here in the summer. Yeah, like English isn't his fucking first language. Why would you expect him to understand a scout? I think Tamori struggled when he asked. Well, that's because they couldn't pronounce his fucking name, right? They're calling him Fakori Tamori. Where where were they getting the R's from? I have no idea. Fakori Tamori. It's Fakori Tamori. Jesus. I know I've butchered Bakayo Saka's name on here before, but... Uh, I'm not talking to Sake in person. If I was, I would have learnt to pronounce his name, which I have obviously been able to do. As I say, it's not hard. <laughs> yes, but Fakaya Tomori, again, isn't a hard name. Yeah, probably let him have this one. I'll let him have it because it always produces a fantastic comedy moment and I'd love the CBS coverage for that. Yes. Uh, anyway, back to Inter versus Benfica. So, yeah, like I said, Barella scored after a quarter of an hour then. Uh, five minutes before the break, Frederick Orns has uh, pulled one back for Benfica to give him a bit of life in the tie, uh, despite being 3-1 down. Then in the second half, Lautaro Martinez put uh, into in a more comfortable position. And then uh, Joaquin Correa gave them pretty much the seal of approval, you'd think, in the semi-final. However, in the last five, ten minutes, including extra time, Benfica found a new life. Lease of life uh, with Antonio Silva and then uh, Petar Musa with their two goals for Benfica to make it 5 uh, 3 on aggregate and then 3 3 on the night. So, an entertaining end to uh, that. However, obviously, Benfica 
Where was this in the first leg? Yeah, it's one of them. They've missed out on a pretty glorious opportunity there. Will mm. they regret it, probably? But at the same time, I just looked and uh, Goncalo Ramos dropped another stinker. And you won like, him. <laughs> well, one football said he was a, a 3.5. So. Well, look, I always get a bit 50-50 with those ratings because aren't they like fan voted? Uh, I think some of them are, yeah. Yeah, which is always my opinion on that. It's always a bit skewed. But anyway, I want to get to the lineup of the other semi-final. Yeah, the most successful team in Champions League history versus a side that's never won the Champions League. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two of the most controversial club. football clubs, again, meet in the semi First, mm. they dismantled the. I don't know what the hell that Chelsea was in that. They actually didn't do too bad. I thought they had a lot of chances, but oh it was a much better performance. When, when, when you're going to play one forward, like and about seven defenders, what do you expect? Mm. And the forward being Kai Havertz as well. I think you're for the forward, Joe Felix. <laughs> Is Havertz well, even he... a forward? We don't even know. No, but uh, Felix didn't come on until just after the hour mark as well. So you're like, Jesus, Frank, give yourself a bit of hope or a bit of life. So, yeah, I mean, when uh, the lineup was announced, obviously, an hour before kickoff, you saw, or I certainly saw many people on uh, Twitter questioning, like, what the hell is this lineup? Because yeah, I think it was just pretty much settled then that once you saw that, like, okay, we're going out there's no way we're fighting back into this game at all because you almost it was couldn't just... believe it anyway like mm. i've got it up now it's shocking that there's at least definitely five de- defenders in there and then you've got the more defensive minded enzo fernandez and angolo Kanté in there mm. as well and then you've got conor gallagher behind Kai havertz <laughs> what are you doing yeah. So I'm just looking here. One football have got it as a three-four-two-one with um, obviously the back three being Fafana, Thiago Silva, and Chalaba. Wing backs as Kukurea and Rhys James, and then they've got the two holding of the midfielders as Mateo Kovacic and Enzo Fernandez, and then the two playing behind Kai Havertz as Engolo Kante and Conor Gallagher. Yeah, that's not going to win you a game, lads. Whether no, that's against ball that's- from the Premier League or Real Madrid in the Champions League, that's not going to win you a okay. game. Yeah, the same with Lampard ain't going to be managing next season, so they can sort that out under the new boss, whoever that is. Well, yeah, I mean, I've said that wrong actually. I'm saying, I'm saying Frank Lampard makes the decision, but we all know it's Todd Bowley who, who appears to do that. Yeah, and it's just beyond belief. And I think Frank Lampard will be hoping that uh, June the 30th rolls around quickly. I don't know whether that's when he's going to end. I know, he will, end, or... he'll milk this for as much as he can. It's his club. He knows it inside and out. He knows who and what works best where and when, apparently. But of course, he has to get permission <laughs> from the manager, Todd Bowley, first to do that before, after Bowley has given his team talk in the dressing room afterwards. Hmm. Yeah, uh, an embarrassing... Well, say, if you're a player and you're hearing more from the owner than the manager, what are you thinking in that moment? 
can I get out of the door quick enough? As if there's space for you in the dressing room, according to well, yeah. Silver, there might not be. Exactly, and I'm just like, well, I said that um, when Thomas Tuchel was sacked, though, didn't I? I said, it doesn't feel like he's selecting the team, and because obviously there was heavy rumours in the summer with the whole Cristiano Ronaldo situation at Man United, that he was going to leave at the time. Uh, and Chelsea were being heavily linked with him. And I feel like that was what, one of the sole reasons that Tuchel got sacked is because he didn't want Ronaldo in this team. And yet, uh, I'd, I'd quit if, I wanted, if they wanted Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. And I, I always say, and I will keep saying it until I die, the day a manager doesn't have a say on who he wants to bring in and who he plays... Well, there's no point in being at the club. The recipe for failure. Yeah, because you're, he's not controlling them, so you're asking him to do an impossible task of saying, right, I've given you all these players, this is how I want the team to play, and this is the team that I want to play, go get me a result. And you're like, you don't know, and this is really good scouting, and there's at least an idea of, right, this is how I want us to play, from the owner down to the manager then you can't, if you're a manager, you then can't look at those players and go, right, you fit the attributes of this. I can work with you. It makes no sense. Yeah, and when it appears that he's not the one, like, being able to do much in terms of that, he's just left with his hands tied behind his back in this one. Yeah. It's Uh, such a hard task for any manager to try and do something like that. And... I think looking more on the game itself, they gave themselves a bit of credit for uh, performance compared to the first leg ball. First half. Rodrigo. Yeah. And then Rodrigo stepped up and chose. You're going to give him that much space. He'll absolutely do that. Will you give anyone that much space? (laughs) That's half decent. They should do that. If Trevor Chalabar connects... That is a red card. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. He's off. So he should count himself lucky that he didn't connect, but it made it look way more embarrassing for him. Mm. Um, and then less think... said about the second goal from a Chelsea standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Better. But there is no Chelsea standpoint here, so I'm happily going to watch Lyrical. Valverde destroyed that defence. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's such a brilliant uh, player. Eddie Valverde and the fact that he was done and Chelsea's defense just stood there. It's like, oh, mm. that's it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we've given up now, and it was pretty much clear to see. It would have funny that Rodrigo like took his time as well to shoot. He's like, anyone going to try mm-hmm. and stop me? No, all right yeah. then. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then obviously uh, the one celebration doing the Ronaldo suit. <laughs> Say Chelsea, Absolutely look what you could have had. Hmm. And then did you see as well uh, the bit where Thibaut Quartar turns to the Chelsea fans and kisses the Real Madrid badge? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, if they booed me all game, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he turns around and like kisses the badge in front of the Chelsea fans, and I was like, oh. Fair I never got why they hated him. No. I mean... You look at what happened. I'm obviously coming in from the outside, but yeah, I've never mm. understood it fully. 
and then you've replaced him with Kepa Aritha Balaga, 72 million down the drain, because within a season later, you bring in uh, Edouard Mendy. Which, I don't know what's happened there. He has has one bad run of confidence and suddenly that's it for him. Mm. He is baffling. Um, I wonder if his confidence is shot. You took him out of the team. One terrible run of form. Mm, and he showed no faith they, in him whatsoever. Yeah, and they constantly, or um, pretty much the last couple of weeks, they seem to be tossing and changing between the two keepers. Like there isn't a set one, so you can't expect anyone to play with confidence or uh, good style if they're getting chopped and changed every two seconds. It seems. Yeah, um, I feel like we've said enough game was but I just wanted to add something on that Thiago Silva interview in the post match that came out because mm. he pretty much was bang on with everything he said well, not a lie was told there he no. was... If anything that was missing was him volunteering as, as tribute to depart the club <laughs> and, and leave space in the dressing room I don't even know whether there would be space for the sounds of it I don't, they, they forgot he was injured oh wait yeah you still play hmm <laughs> Oh, you're our best player. Oh, yeah. Um, we need you in the dressing room, actually, Tiago. Okay. You're the only leader we literally have. Okay. Hmm. Crap. <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. Should we move Very on? Roughly. Man City. I feel like there's not much to talk really on that one. I don't recall much from the game itself, other than Erling Haaland showing that he is human. He missed a penalty. Yeah, only, I think that was the third time in his career he's ever missed a penalty. It feels like it's not been a lot. I don't even recall him having many penalties. No, that's what I was going to say. He doesn't seem to get many penalties. Because he's not the man. He's like, for some reason. I feel like, this, isn't that usually like... But he won't be now. Ronaldo. I think we realise why he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, Umpa Makano. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's had a bad two happened. legs. Mm, not good. Mm. Also, Thomas Tuchel shithouse retaking off... Uh, Leroy Sonny and being replaced directly by Sadio yeah, Mane. I, I admire that so much. <laughs> uh, you just know we've seen it with stuff that's come out in the past. Tuchel isn't someone to give a shit about that stuff. Yeah. He wants it sorted or I will make a thing of you. Yeah, I will make you look like petulant children. But isn't the rumour that Mane isn't even in his plans next season? Yeah, there's been a lot of reports. That could be much. interesting for the summer. Mm, there's been a lot of reports going around. <laughs> the reunion. Guys, yeah. oh, you're looking for a midfielder. We midfielder. Well, we could. Liverpool will play him fucking anyway. Well, put Gasper just... in mid for you, and it's fine. Yeah. We know where. We've got your number three. We know, you know where the training ground is. Sadio. Sadio, please. But yeah, oh, I think that will. For Mana. Oh, no, don't matter. Mm. Yeah, um, that's easy. The game against Real Madrid yeah. will be very interesting. Yeah, we've got uh, till the 9th and 10th of May are the first semi final legs with that one. Real Madrid Man City taking place on Tuesday, the 9th of May, uh, from the Bernabeu, and then uh, from the San Siro, it is AC Milan at home first, then Inter at home in the second leg, which doesn't matter because 
they share the same stadium, and I don't think. I oh, know that's why it's amazing, rates. and it's like the last great amazing fixture at the San Siro as well. Even though no, there's still a few years between that one, the the demolishing of that stadium, but oh, just why? Just really nice. Like, it's so sad. Yeah, it, like, and the stadium's not even that good. If you've seen like the mock-ups of what it's going to look, it's going to be even smaller because they don't apparently fill it out unless Champions League nights like this one. Mm. It don't even it just doesn't look as nice. This culture to the San Siro, it looks like an old style football ground. Yeah, like if you think of historical football grounds around the world, the San Siro Bucky is list. one of them that comes into your mind. Like you think San Siro. The Bernabeu, the New Camp, Singapore uh, Park. I put in. It's, I think yeah. bucket list stadiums. Mm, like they're they're just football history. They're football, football heritage. heritage. <laughs> yeah, the football heritage you have in them grounds is just ah, oh, it's they, they shouldn't ever be allowed to leave. Just do it up, yeah. Like put in new seats and do uh, work on the scaffolding and all that. But just, you can't be demolishing stadiums like that man they're so yeah i forget what the reaction was to it going down it's been that long now i think they've just accepted it hmm. i think it was pretty mixed because i think someone were like okay the stadium does need doing up but at the same time it's like this is such a historical stadium yeah why look old trafford <laughs> yeah just don't don't redesign it or move it elsewhere. No, just put fucking money into put fixing fucking it. effort and work into making it look nice. And stop having leaks all around the ground. But one place where there is definitely still leaks with Manchester United is in their defence and goalkeeping <laughs> issues. That was a brilliant segue. That was fantastic from... for you. I like that you can be very self-deprivating of your own club. It's a nice thing to start having. I mean, with You're learning the ways of Villa fans right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that performance, you can't bat an eyelid against it and try and act like there was no problems because, that, my gosh, was that a woeful performance from Man United? I would also say, damn you, because you've given me hope of Villa being in the Champions League now. <laughs> Actually, realistic. <laughs> I've seen this. Yeah. Holy crap! I mean, the pathetic. Can. Maguire get injured instead and bring back Martinez and Varane. Um, like I'm not going to advocate injuries to anyone, but I don't know what I said. But then, like, just give me the a... man is—he's like you know what he is. He's like Derek Chisora when he fights Tyson Vieira. You know he's not okay. going to win. You know it's just not going to work. He's just going to take hit after hit, and nobody can say anything because. We, we, I don't know, what did you do? It, enough oh. is enough on the guy. He, he's taken too many batterings. Walk away. Yeah, I Get just, rid of him in the summer. It ain't going to work. Yeah, for his sake and the club's sake, it is just Only for his sake on. at this point, because I just think the batterings he takes mentally mm. as well from all this as well is huge. It's just not good for you. And like you say, it is one where... I think for his own sake, it is best just to move on in the summer. Wherever it may be, just go, like, yeah, this move hasn't worked out. I, I can't keep getting all this hate on social media and blah, blah, blah. And because, I mean, I don't know if you saw yesterday, Mason Mountain has even uh, deactivated his Twitter account because of, like, fan backlash. So I'd imagine Maguire's probably in a similar boat 
Yeah, what's uh, that social media platform is going to? I think the rest of us are going to have to go there soon with the way Twitter's going. No, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, um, a disaster. Look, I, I feel like I need to say something, because I stand in solidarity to. Yeah, so that, I stand solidarity. in solidarity with all my cele- celebrities that I follow in losing their blue ticks because I'm also not going to be having a blue tick either. You never had one in the first place? Yes. Uh, Anyway, a disaster class from Man United, considering how well they started the first leg and then ended that first leg was just disaster. And then it just spilled over to the Ramon Sanchez Pichuan stadium and dreadful. So funny that all five of the goals were the most comical of goals as well. (laughs) And all five goals are avoidable. So avoidable. Uh, we'll go for each one. The first one, oh my lord. Like, very mixed in who is to blame when it's the answer is both. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's, there's no one or the other. It's you're both to blame for that. The Haya picks the ball up from Harry Maguire, and Maguire is just hounded by three players in that situation. Mm. But for me, the more the blame goes to Maguire because. As you see every time you watch the clip, he's there asking for the balls to his feet when he's surrounded. What's he think? What's he thinking? I have no idea. Once, once you've accepted, I want this ball. That's on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've accepted this now. All right, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Harry? Mm-hmm. Like in their moments, just hoof it out. Or Wambasaka, Surely he was open. Hmm. I'm just trying to put it. It was Maguire in that central area all on his own. Where the hell was everybody else? I have no idea either. There was just no sense of positioning at mm. all. I don't know if you've, I've seen it in a video, the average positions. It's laughable. I think Delo's average position was actually sense of it. That's he's the left well, we were saying makeshift left back, left back because he isn't naturally a left back, but still. You could have fooled me in this game. <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. Next goal, just after half time, uh, Loic Baddy with it. Good cross, no one followed him. The header goes over De Gea in slow motion. Mm. It's... I don't even know what else to say to that. Yeah, there isn't much. And so to the third one. Good lord, David De Gea, you're, you're finished. Mm. It's just... <laughs> I've been saying this for months, and yet I feel like people are still haven't caught on done with this, but no, he's done. Yeah, Move he's on, Man United, he's finished. He's, he's not going to work in a, a Ten Hag team, and what is what no. asked of him. No. Modern day keepers now are asked to play with their feet and be able to play out from the back, and he just can't do it. Mm. You want to cheaper replacement he was literally in his game Yasin Bonner yeah I mean I feel like it won't be it wouldn't be surprising if you see United be linked with him they've obviously been linked with uh, David Raya from Brentford as well mm. you are just I mean we have nearly a season under this start of Ten Hag's football and De Gea still can't manage to do it properly yeah mm. it's it's one of those that you can make all the saves you want but if you're going to be responsible for conceding shit goals like the ones you did in this game, then that hurts. 
more than the you know more, that will hurt way more than the good uh, amazing side that you pull off ever will. Yeah, right. the bad is always going to outweigh the good in these situations. Yep. Especially when like European football is on the line and uh, a chance of going through to a semi final is on the line. I still got that sense though of oh we're at the Europa League. Champions League next season? Yeah, yeah, yeah carry on. <laughs> mm. And obviously they go again this weekend in the FA Cup, which we'll get onto in a minute or two. Uh, so let's hope they can, well, for my sake, hope they can bounce back. I was going to say, Brighton is not an easy time. <laughs> mm. I mean, at least uh, Bruno will be back for that because obviously he's no longer suspended. Mm. And I don't know what um, like, he was not a massive miss in this. I don't think he would have changed anything. He'd have no, lost his head just as much as the rest of them were. Like Casemiro again getting booked. Maybe it was a harsh one, but he's they're all losing their heads out there. Yeah. Anthony lost his head. Mm. Good performance from him though. Was it? Other than that. I think he was United's best player on the pitch, which not saying much. isn't obviously much. Yeah, I agree. But oh, I don't know what's happening with James Sancho again. <sighs> again. It wouldn't be surprised if United move on from him in the summer. It's one of these things. You see the players like that. Is it just a confidence thing? Like you put them in a team that is winning. Do they change? Are they? Do they become any better? That's when you really see if they're good enough. Mm. It's yeah, convenient they're, they're all wingers as well, like Sancho, Mudrick. Mm. It's one of them. You just like Leon Bailey. <laughs> Obviously, obviously they're not they're not they're not the same in quality stands, but they're all mm. wingers and they all, they're yeah. very confident players. If you mm-hmm. buy that sort of style, and it just doesn't seem to be working for any of them at their respective clubs. Uh, elsewhere, Juventus managed to beat uh, Sporting two one on aggregate, winning uh, obviously the first leg. Um, Adrian Rabio put Juve up 1-0 after just 10 minutes and then Marcus Edwards from the penalty spot. Uh, gave a bit of life for Sporting, but they weren't able to do anything else where in the game, so ended up losing. Uh, by Leverkusen beat Royale Union saint Jouard 4-1 on the night and won uh, 5-2 on aggregate to continue uh, Xavi Alonso's fantastic start to life as manager over there. Yeah, I think I said this before once. He... I hope he doesn't get rushed into the big job. I, I think he has a good chance here to win a European competition. But if he does that, he shouldn't be then rushed to the bigger sides where he's then... Uh, uh, there's a lot more pressure on him then to be good. Give, give him, Take it on. Give him another, yeah, give him another two, three seasons at least, building up the experience. Even if it's not at Leverkusen, if he was to go somewhere else that there isn't the pressure of winning titles immediately and performing uh, 10 out of 10 managerial-wise on a weekly basis. I was going to say, right just... now, if I'm, if I'm Liverpool and I'm looking long-term, who is the club replacement? Obviously, he who has not been named is way <laughs> out of the picture now. He's not even in the conversation. Xavi Alonso that... has now taken the mantle of, let's make this ex-player our manager. Mm. And they but adore him wanna... as well. Mm-hmm. You've just got to give him time, though, to develop as a manager. Win the Europe uh, League. Take him in a run of the Champions League. Say you can do in the Bundesliga. Simple as that. 
Yeah, yeah. at least two seasons. So by the time the next World Cup comes around, 2026 summer, then you can say, okay, let's see how you've done by then. And that also then is convenient, I think, when Klopp's contract runs out. Yeah, so. Works out. Could be perfect. There you go, Liverpool. We've just done your job for you. Exactly. Uh, the final Europa League tie between uh, AS Roma and Feyenoord finished 4-1 on the night to Roma and 41 at aggregate. Uh, fantastic performance from Jose Mourinho's side in the end. I feel like you did that one slightly under a little bit. What was the score after 90 minutes? It was uh, 1-1 after 90. No, courtesy. 2-1, sorry. Yeah, it was 2-1 Roma, courtesy of an 89th minute goal. Paolo Dybala salvaged the tie and then Jose Mourinho's side go and dominate extra time and go for it. Jose is the king. Yes. Just shows you have a good bunch of players that are willing to fight for you and that are quality enough. Yes, that is a dig at you, Spurs, because you Give should. me what I want and I will give you the rewards for exactly. two seasons. <laughs> and maybe it will stop after the third one. Maybe not. You never know. There might be a it bit might of not. This could it. be different. Maybe this is the change. Mm, like, if Rome aren't looking at Jose Mourinho in godlike fashion. If he's not just under Totti, he's along the same pedestal. Mm, right. What he's doing there is such a fantastic job. It's unreal. Yeah. Have you seen the stuff afterwards? In the press conference yes. where he gave that Dutch... Uh, he was in his conference league hearing. Just... Yeah. Wow. And then it, <laughs> I love so it. it's obviously a, a hearing of the trophy for those that didn't or haven't seen it. And uh, it also has the AS Roma badge on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm telling you, Jose Mourinho. I want one last Premier League run, and there's one club that I think is perfect for it. And it's Newcastle. Uh, potentially, that could work. Short term but... run, and I think he's always said it wouldn't be one he would look past, considering he's always liked Sir Bobby Robson, who has a massive connection mm. with Newcastle. So it's one that he would channel. In that regard, mm. if he was ever to be their manager, I don't think Newcastle yeah, would love him. It could be a bit of a love-hate relationship, I'd you think maybe. Yeah, it's one of them things. Depends. Like Eddie like, Howe's going to have to fail spectacularly, I think, next season. Yeah, it's one of them. You like, well, you don't get rid of Eddie Howe because of what a fantastic. Well, Eddie Howe goes and becomes doing. England manager. Yeah, I think that's the only way it really changes is if Eddie Howe leaves Newcastle or has a bad run a form next season because otherwise I think he just stays on the job and keeps doing what he's doing yeah I'd say so uh, we, do you want to talk about the conference league I don't care if I'm honest I'm begging uh, West Ham don't win it that's all I'm saying in this yeah so the semi-finalists are West Ham AZ Alkmaar Fiorentina and FC Basel they will take place on the 11th of May uh, for the place in the final wherever that final's been held i have no idea oh i'd forgotten i knew but I'd, yeah it's gone i was gonna say i only know the champions league which is istanbul isn't it yeah, oh god i forgot about most yeah. <laughs> yeah, i don't know why i can't i can't think I of know, where the finals are it's weird because i know where next year's europa league final is <laughs> already <laughs> prepping <laughs> I was about to say, how on earth do you know where that is, but not this year's one? Because it keeps getting shared around Villa Twitter that we're going to be in Dublin next season. 
Uh, yeah, the final this season of the Champions League is at the Atatürk Stadium in Istanbul. Uh, the final should be around uh, late May, early June, I believe that will be. Yeah, uh, this the Conference League final is in Prague. Ah, the 10th of June for the final. Jesus Christ, that feels late. So that's after the Champions League final as well? No, I mean, that's this season's Champions League final. It's the 10th uh, of June. It feels really... Yeah, World Cup and it ruined it all. Yeah, true. I'm trying to find out what you hope. <laughs> What's the... Is now. Uh, the Europa League is in Budapest. Budapest? Uh, yeah, that is yeah, the, the Puskas, yeah. Yes, looks very nice and fancy, actually. Yeah, Euros game, didn't it? It looked quite huge. Mm-hmm. Whenever Hungary did a game there, yeah. Nice final, should be. Yes. Right, uh, on to the weekend's games now, and we have a full slate of Premier League action starting tonight, actually. Uh, we have Arsenal versus Southampton. One team looking to keep a gap at the top, whilst another team in desperate, desperate need of a win to give them any self uh, hope of getting out of the relegation zone, which is unlikely. I thought you were going to do some self-deprivating joke that Arsenal were the latter. <laughs> no, a team desperate for something, and then there's Arsenal. <laughs> no, this no, is no. must-win for Arsenal. Like, there's there's no excuse if you don't. If you don't win this, if you're Arsenal, then yeah, you can kiss that title goodbye. Mm. However, if you look at the last two performances against Southampton, they drew back in uh, October at St Mary's and they had lost the second game uh, last season. Southampton won it 1-0 around this time last year, April the 16th. So We could make the case that Arsenal, A, were slowly petering out of their season. I believe, yeah, I believe that they were. And Southampton were a very different team as well. I mean, so much has changed for them. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Like Southampton, I've got to give it their all in this. They should. They should go into this thinking, "Well, we've got nothing to lose. No one's expecting us to win. Let's just give it our all." Hmm. I mean, a win for them would keep them in the relegation zone, but for the time being, they would be within two point. Um, Sorry, a point of potentially uh, drawing level on uh, with Leeds. Uh, sorry, Everton and Forest. It's a win gain against so. a team you wouldn't have been expecting something from. Mm. And then obviously Arsenal will be looking over their shoulders with Man City playing uh, on the weekend. They're in the FA Cup. No, sorry, so the FA Cup weekend. The, yes. the next game is those two playing each other. Yeah, so obviously Arsenal don't want to be dropping points this weekend with that potentially because... If they lose this one and then lose that one against City, City will be a point behind them with a game in hand. Yeah, so. you can wave it goodbye. Mm, very much so. Uh, elsewhere this weekend, so the Saturday lunchtime kickoff is Fulham versus Leeds United. Both teams really haven't got much to play for. You'd say Leeds are. I don't disagree on Leeds. <laughs> They're desperate. <laughs> They've conceded I mean, 11 the, goals in the last two games. Yeah, obviously they're going to be hoping... Well, I don't see uh, Fulham being able to put that many past them. Not obviously thankful Mitrovic isn't four. playing. Mm. Um, but Fulham, yeah, they're done for the season. They ain't got anything to worry about now. 
they have to wear so a game maybe. to give themselves a chance, and it's looking unlikely. Yeah, with the way Leeds are performing, I just don't see it. Uh, I think the one thing that could end up going down the wire between them, Everton and Forest, is the amount of uh, goals conceded, which fortunately for both Leeds and Everton, Forest's goal difference is appalling at minus 32, where them two are both on minus 22 and minus 20, respectively. Yeah, like that already is with Leeds lately. They are... Kid, I don't want to say they're not doing the basics. Apart. <laughs> it's all, all it is is they're not doing the basics. Yeah, someone's just off defensively with them. They're just, they'll concede one and then it's, that's it. We're, we're finished. Yeah. They just end up shipping in three, four goals, it seems, yeah. like once uh, the floodgates have opened. And we can't, it's not like we could even say, oh, it was Liverpool. And so it's fine. They did against Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Who have been awful this season. So question marks have to be raised at what sort of business they do in the summer going forward. And is Javi Grassi... No, he's not even a permanent manager, is he? I can't remember, actually, but it feels like he wouldn't work long term. If I'm being I honest, like he was. I feel like he was just like on a, it was like a rolling contract type thing, or it was like uh, he will stay if you stay up or, or and go if you go down. I think it was something like that. A safe option, that still a little bit too risky because I don't think he has the sort of style of football that Leeds would would want. No, and it just doesn't seem to be working. So I think even if they do stay up, I think he will probably go and they'll look elsewhere. Yeah, and they'll get a bit of money and there's players there that they'll be able to sell and then mm. be better suited to that level. I'd say something, this was an interesting talking point. Leeds stayed up mm. last season and Burnley went down. And then we look at this season, Burnley have just bounced back massively. And now look like a team that could very easily survive next season when they're in the Premier League. I mean, I think it's all dependent on signings and who they're able to change over and keep. Yeah, it is that. Like sometimes relegation can be a blessing for some clubs. I feel because mm-hmm. it gives you a chance to reset, go again. That maybe is what Leeds need because they've still got Bielsa on the yeah. brain, and they need to find the next person who's going to just. Just it's still yeah, there. Yeah, stuff needs uh, freshening up. Yeah, new new ideas. Mm-hmm. Definitely so. Definitely so. Um, right, the other games taking place this weekend in the Premier League. So you've got Crystal Palace versus Everton. Obviously, Palace looking in fantastic form under Roy Hodgson, whilst Everton are still shockingly bad. Um, must win for Everton again. Every game's a must win. I don't want to use the cliche, but it's all these cup finals, isn't it? Yeah, is for the rest of the season. The these teams are playing cup finals in a hope of staying in the Premier League. Uh, there aren't many Palace... teams who, who aren't playing cup finals. You'd argue Fulham, Brentford, <laughs> probably Palace. Now they Brentford, you'd Chelsea. Think they'd be fine. Chelsea, yeah. Everyone else, cup finals. It's all cup finals. Yes. Um, yeah. Big win for Everton needed just to give them a bit of life um, going forward and potentially having anything to possibly end this season on somewhat of a high. They did beat Palace uh, earlier on this season 3-0, so 
it gives them that bit of uh, life. But the last game at uh, Southwest Park was a 4-0 defeat in the FA Cup last season. And uh, they, that was, when they... Wasn't that the one that gave us the glorious Frank Lampard meme of uh, scored a goal? Not very good. Scored another goal. Mm. <laughs> was it? It was that one, wasn't it? Yeah, and then obviously uh, earlier on that season they also lost to Palace three-one at Southhurst Park. So not a happy hunting ground in uh, recent seasons for Everton. Nobody will be a nice little tactical battle between Roy Hodgson and Sean Dyche. Yes, it feels like a proper old school tactical battle. That. Yeah, and other ones, Leicester and Wolves are playing each other. I think that's must win. For Leicester, Wolves look like they might have done enough by the looks of it. Mm-mm. They've got enough points on the board, you would assume. I mean, yeah. you can't write anything off in this relegation battle this season. Mm, I guess so. And then there's Liverpool and Nottingham Forest as well, which Liverpool you should be looking to win. If you don't, then serious questions are got to be asked. You're the most inconsistent team in the league if you end up losing this. I mean, they did lose the first game this season 1-0. Yeah, it's, I always so. said it's like slightly different when you play Forest at the City Ground. But away from them, they're shocking. Yes. And uh, Liverpool's home form this season is the fifth best in the league. So whilst they haven't had a perfect season by their standards, it's still not been too bad their home form. Yes. I can say there was a Saturday game that you missed off in the little running order, and I almost take some disrespect to that. Brentford against Aston Villa is at three o'clock as well. I'm I'm just as worried about this one as I was for the Newcastle one because we don't have a lot of good fortunes at the GTEC Community Stadium. It's a bit, a bit of a bogey ground for us. I mean, the last two visits, uh, you've lost 2-1 and 1-0 respectively. Yeah, even going into the Championship days, we just never beat them there. Yeah, well, the one of them was in the championship back in 2018-19 season. That was a championship game where We've you lost never one. Had nil. Fun. Never had fun mm-hmm. playing Brentford, except at home. But we beat them 4-0 this season. It was the first game mm-hmm. under him. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do a pause then because I just, yeah. Anyway, uh, I worried because it's one of them. Brentford will make it. Difficult for us if we can stop Ivan Tony. I'd give us a chance. How organised are we going to be? That's the question. I fear this could end up. But we win. I think it's huge. Mm. If we draw, I think it's okay. If we lose, that maybe allows us to lower our expectations and bring down to realism. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you can't be. Uh, looking too much past uh, Brighton and Liverpool then if you were to lose this weekend. Obviously, Brighton not in action due to being in the FA Cup. But uh, should Liverpool win, they'd be level on points of you. And if, well, they'd be ahead of you because they have a better goal difference. It's one of these things. And this is why I think because if everything goes like that, then another team that we'll get to obviously find a bit of form again. We can finish eighth and then not get European football at all. But if West Ham win the Conference League, then seventh becomes null and void in terms of European qualification. But if West Ham don't win it and seventh is an option, 
I'm not looking at Brighton and Liverpool. I'm looking at Tottenham. Just get ahead yeah. of them. Definitely. Um, Sunday's games in the Premier League. We've got uh, Bournemouth. Uh, they play at home to West Ham at two o'clock. Uh, I don't remember the meeting between these two earlier on this season. Yeah, West Ham won it two 0 actually. Uh, yeah, but I think West Ham are a very different team, and as well, they how are they going to be after Thursday? As well, yeah, I think very... Bournemouth are going to be up for this. They're on a good run of form as well. And they win this, I think they stay up. Yeah, I've only mad that people still think they're going down. Yeah, it's like they're the they're... only ones down there that are actually showing like some proper proper fight. fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, West Ham. If they lose and other results go against them, they'll be they're right again amongst it because Forest and Everton win, they'd go a point behind uh, West Ham. So yeah. definitely don't rule that out. And then the final game in the Premier League this weekend, also kicking off at two o'clock, is Newcastle versus Spurs. Big big fight for that Champions League spot. Uh, Spurs win it, they will go level on points with Newcastle, but. Uh, Eddie Halside still have a better goal difference and obviously if Eddie Halside win it they'd jump up to third because of having a better goal difference than Manchester United. So a lot to play for in that one. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. Uh, I was going to say, just looking back the earlier game uh, Newcastle ended up winning that one 2-1 against Spurs. So Spurs have got to be hoping for a bit of something. Um, finally, on Spurs, before we move on to the FA Cup games and then uh, European games, did you see about Fabio Paratici? Uh, he's resigned as managing director of the club now. Yeah, yeah, it's not him surprising. losing his battle. Lost his battle. <laughs> yeah, we'll get uh, more onto that. He lost the battle, but has he lost the war? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> well, with how that thing's going, then uh, I'd say no. <laughs> what war? Uh, Not yeah. everything is a war, Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get onto that in a bit. Anyway, so FA Cup uh, this weekend, Saturday. Uh, I'd say pre-evening because it's not really the evening. Quarter to five, Manchester City versus uh, Sheffield United. If we flip back to last season in the Premier League, it wasn't uh, easy running for. Sorry, not last season. Sorry, Paul. Oh, you're confused. Two seasons ago when Sheffield United were in the Premier League last, it wasn't easy running for them. Uh, Man City only won one. They missed out the playoffs last season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's not going to be an easy... I I don't know. I think it will. I really think it will be. They they will pommel them. You really think, considering Sheffield United is second in the league in the championship... Harlan scores twice. You're going to look a fool now if he doesn't play at all. Hey, look, look I, I'm so happy to be wrong if Man City do lose this. I'm not saying Man City will lose it. You are I'm allowed to be wrong when you have an opinion, you know. <laughs> yeah. Normalise being wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I just don't think he'll be as big of a scoreline as you were expecting, personally. Sheffield United have to make it boring. as difficult as possible for them. They can't do a Burnley in that regard. No. I think they will. Just do. play how you play. Mm. I feel like they will make it uh, difficult for them. I mean, I still favour Man City as the favourites, but um, yeah, 
I still think Paul Heckenbottom's side will still make it quite uh, difficult for Manchester City. And then the second game taking place on Sunday at half four, Brighton versus Manchester United. United need to bounce back after. Yeah, pretty desperate, but it's whoever's left of the team that you've got, given injuries. And I don't know how suspensions are looking, but is that as well, potentially? I don't believe they've got any players out due to suspension for this one. I may be wrong. I don't know, I was guessing. You always seem to have one. (laughs) But it's not as straightforward as beating Brighton. I think Brighton are probably in the better form right now. Uh, no, we're in the exact same form. If you look at our last four games, we've both I'm got using the exact my eyes. Same form. <laughs> Watching Man United very easily capitulate. You're telling me Brighton are playing very similar to Manchester United right now. Their last four games, the form is the exact same. They've both won two. They've both drawn one, and they've both lost one in their last four. Should games. Brighton have lost again? They actually lost there. No, but they still, were robbed in that one. So and they were the better team if you'd actually watch the game. <laughs> they yeah, will but... give you another tough test. Oh it's yeah, not I'm straightforward not... for Manchester United. I don't know. I think Brighton are probably the favourites. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think they're favourites for it. I would. I, I going off of what I saw Thursday. If you're the exact same, you you lose. Well, who knows what's going to happen? Not us, because we can't predict the future. I do try it though. Right, uh, let's have a look in the European stuff and let's start off with uh, Italy because obviously there's a lot of news come out yesterday regarding Juventus. So they do play at home to Napoli on Sunday evening. But the main thing that's came out of Juventus this week was that they've had their 15-point deduction from earlier on the season uh, turned over and with that they now jump up into third place behind Lazio and Napoli. Uh, however, it's not fully guaranteed that the 15 points will stay. They may possibly still have a points deduction. I will enjoy this a hell of a lot if they've just given the points back only to give them something even worse afterwards. Mm. That'd be amazing. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's meant to be from what I've read. It's not still, meant to be. Still as punish severe. them in any way. It will still be quite funny. Yeah, because from well, if it is just the ten point deduction that they get, then they would drop right back down to six slash seventh. So it's going to be a yo-yo couple of weeks for uh, Juventus, and well, I don't know when that uh, appeal is going to be heard by. So <laughs> very interesting uh, scenes there in Italy. But yeah, coming against Napoli this weekend. Obviously, Napoli will be wanting to get back to winning ways and making sure that they can wrap up the Scudetto uh, quickly so that they can just relax now. And obviously, the first meeting between these two sides earlier on this year, in fact, uh, back in January, Napoli won 5-1. But we've seen a much more resurgent Juventus in recent weeks. So they're going to be hoping to get back to uh, keeping up with uh, the top two sides. However, obviously, they did lose last week against Sassuolo, so it's not going to be an easy game for Juve. Uh, Elsewhere, AC Milan play against Lecce earlier on in the day. Inter Milan, they travel to Empoli. We've got a game tomorrow between Lazio and Torino, so 
should be a good one. And then on Monday evening, we have Atalanta versus AS Roma. Uh, obviously, Atalanta is sitting in that Europa, qualifi- uh, Europa Conference League qualification spot at this minute in time. That's as if they can still get that, because I know Fiorentina is still in the conference. Yeah. League, so it ain't going to matter if they win that. But obviously, Please they're do. just going to hope. Please win it. <laughs> or one of the other two sides in it's the one tournament. of the others. Oh, come on. Yeah. Knock out West Ham. Yes. Alkmaar or Basel, please win the tournament. For the love of God. Uh, over to the Bundesliga now. And one game tonight between Augsburg and Stuttgart. And then Saturday, you have Bayern Munich travelling to Mainz. Uh, Borussia Dortmund playing host to Eintracht Frankfurt in the evening. And then... Uh, games on Sunday, Schalke travel to Freiburg, Bayer Leverkusen hosts uh, RB Leipzig, and then Sunday evening game is between Borussia Mönchengladbach and FC Union Berlin. That uh, Leverkusen versus Leipzig, Leipzig should be good. Fourth yeah, versus be... sixth in the league. That's definitely one to keep an eye on, I think, for fans. Did you get mm-hmm. on La Liga? Because that's a tasty uh, fixture I'm seeing on the, on the it... Sunday. Just get into that now. So uh, Saturday, you've got Real Madrid. Play, they play host to Celta Vigo. Real Sociedad, they play against Real Vallecano. Uh, and then on Sunday is the big match between Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, which Tasty. surely surely Barcelona can't drop three, uh, points three games in a row. I, I mean, can't they can't. The way with Atletico Madrid playing at the moment, probably they could. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Atletico's form in recent weeks has absolutely been astounding, uh, given the job Simeone is doing there. Yeah, that's one we covered in the last podcast, more mm-hmm. in detail. Yes. Uh, Valencia down at the bottom, they uh, play against bottom side Elche this weekend, so hopefully they can win that and don't end up losing it because that would be a real disappointment for Valencia if they were to drop points against Elche. I mean, it's one of them results where you start condemning them if they go and lose to the bottom the team in the league. Yeah, I mean, they did draw 2-2 with them earlier on this season. But if they lose, then I think, yeah, you've got to pretty much condemn them to relegation then. So I'd say so in that regard. Well, I don't know, it's still early, but... (laughs) Results go a long way, and you've got to beat those teams. Yes, and finally in France this weekend, uh, PSG they travel to Angers tonight. Uh, obviously, still got a comfortable uh, lead at the top of the d- division, so it shouldn't be too hard of a game for them. Uh, then two games on Saturday: as Angers play against Lille and Lens play against Monaco, and then the rest of the games taking place on Sunday with Lyon taking on Marseille which should be a very, very interesting battle between those two sides because Lyon have found a bit of form recently. Isn't that a... That's always a bit of a derby, fiery clash. It's always a... a little, little rivalry yeah. there between those two. And the fans always clashing as well. So, yeah, going to be a very tasty game. When did um, the fans not clash in Liege 1? Yeah, they don't. No, exactly, there you go. Move on because Champions League, the Champions what <laughs> Championship? 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely not the Champions League, lad. It's sometimes um, it's more exciting than the Champions League. But... <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, so what have we had this week? We've we haven't had a confirmed relegation yet, but we're into the final three games of the season. Um, league leaders Burnley, they don't play until uh, Saturday afternoon. They play host to QPR, who are in absolutely abysmal form. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a point this season where QPR were ahead of Burnley in the league. Were they ahead of them or they were just behind them? No, they were a point ahead of them. Oh, I forget who was ahead of them then. He didn't mm-hmm. first. And then uh, Gareth, Gareth Ainsworth has come in and, yeah, well, she just hit the, the fan. The downfall started way before Gareth Ainsworth came and in. He has He's just continued. not been able to rectify it at all. Mm, yeah. I mean, sitting outside the relegation zone by one point is not... Uh, ideal for them. It's weird uh, because the other... everyone looks at him doing the job at Wickham for. Oh my God, is he actually a really decent manager? No, it's just, he's just vibes and rock and roll. That's all he is. Yep. <laughs> and unbuttoned shirts. <laughs> yeah. uh, elsewhere, down at cool the bottom. Guy. That's all he is. He's not yes. a good manager. He's just a good guy. <laughs> uh, elsewhere at the bottom, Reading they travel to Coventry City uh, tomorrow. Blackpool. They play against Birmingham City uh, at St. Andrews and then uh, Wigan Athletic. They play host to Millwall. So not going to be an easy time for Wigan there, obviously, with Millwall fighting to uh, keep their place in the playoffs uh, alive because obviously it's very close in their playoff positions between, realistically, even Swansea down in 13th have a small glimmer of hope of potentially getting into the playoffs. I'd say I would actually roll out the likes of Swansea and Watford. I think it's Preston upwards. Yeah, I mean, you would say so, but mathematically... Right now, Blackburn and West Brom are in the better position with the game in hands. Yes, definitely. Oh, God, West Brom get playoffs after the season they've had. It just shows how good of a job um, Carlos Corberon has done there. Uh, Speaking of West Brom, they played the lunchtime... His name. That's it, yeah. They play the lunchtime kickoff on Sunday against Sunderland, uh, who are in ninth place. So that's going to be a very uh, big battle for that final playoff spot. Mm. And then on uh, Monday evening, it is second versus, uh, sorry, third versus fourth as Luton Town take on uh, Middlesbrough. So uh, it should you be a good game. <laughs> well, considering we've confirmed our playoff spot already, uh, I'm not too worried about it. So. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Would you rather finish third or fourth? You don't even know. You're going to be playing yet because even Millwall could miss out. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter at this point because we don't you know just, who we're playing. You, you take on who? Take on all comers. Yeah, and unbeaten. In your in... stadium that's not fit for Premier League football. <laughs> yes. Unbeaten in 11 games. I'm very uh, confident. Yeah, you're doing well. I'll give you the chance. Yeah. I still have to write Middlesbrough just because there's more Villa players in that team than there are Luton. <laughs> I mean, there's only one Villa player from Luton uh, at Luton in Marvellous Nakamba who's doing a really good job. It is marvellous right now, isn't it? He has been fantastic. <laughs> I'll tell you, the man, if you just let him do what he has to do, just tackle, that's that's all he's good at. He can't do anything else. Mm. 
he has been a very good addition to uh, Rob Edwards' side. Uh, Interleague one now, and what's happened this past midweek? Forest Big Green Rovers were relegated. Yeah, they were. They were yeah. Um, everyone else still has a fighting chance because of games in hand everywhere. I mean, I'm mean, even looking at. Burton Albion and Bristol Rovers have only played 41 games for the home two. We've got two games in hand over some of the other teams. The fight for the title... But they're nowhere near anything. (laughs) No, I'm just saying they've both got crazy games in hand, uh, two games in hand over the others. Uh, The race for the title between Plymouth, Ipswich and Sheffield is still very much alive, obviously. It favours more Plymouth and Ipswich because they've played a game less than Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, anything can happen in them lower leagues. Uh, Barnsley I th- are guaranteed a playoff spot because uh, Derby County can only finish on 81 points and Barnsley are on 82 points so Barnsley have at least confirmed a playoff place there and then uh, the rest between Peterborough, Bolton, Derby, Wickham and even Portsmouth can still get a playoff place. Unlikely now for Portsmouth but uh, there is still that bit of hope there for them. Yeah. But one issue to another, I get Portsmouth have got have drawn more than they've won. Seventeen draws and sixteen wins. But then I looked at Peterborough, who have only drawn four games this season. Jesus. There's twenty three wins and then sixteen losses. So you know you what you're gonna get with Peterborough, you're either win or you lose. It's amazing we like Peterborough just turn some of their losses into draws. They're in a a more comfortable position. Yeah. Mm. Not going to be looking over their shoulders too much. It's kind of one where... I, thought, just for... I swear something happened with Peterborough. I forgot what it was. I'm about to think what it was. It was something... That was they were given a suspended three-point deduction. Something happened. They didn't meet league regulations or something. Uh, so they probably don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. It's also one of them where, just because of how bad times have been for Bolton and Derby in recent years, I'd like both of them to be in the playoffs. Look, the team that's on form is the one that gets in right now in the last five games, it's Bolton. Hmm. Uh, and finally, down into League Two this uh, weekend, we've had uh, Leighton Orient, they were promoted in midweek. Uh, yes, Hey. It's funny. I've got it on in the telly right now what happened <laughs> in that game. Yeah. It's funny. Flood like carnage is the only way to say that. And then Which meant the, last... the game was delayed and so they could find out what happened in other results. And mm. because they finished afterwards, or no, before they finished, they found out they got promoted and they all just ran on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. While the and game then... was still going on and Bristol were a bit like, what? <laughs> Mm, and then it was just, like, and then it was just a bit like, well, we've got nothing left to play for. So and then not Gillingham play Bros. The oh no, we're safe as well! Yay! Mm. <laughs> just passed it round the back, like it's fever. Yeah. Uh, so promotion is guaranteed for them. Playoff spots are looking more and more likely. Uh, sorry, automatic promotion is also looking likely with Northampton and Stevenage. Stevenage obviously have a game in handover. Uh, most of the teams below them, obviously, apart from Bradford. But you'd say, I think, 
I think promotion could be confirmed this weekend for Northampton. I don't think just yet for Stevenage. I think they would have to wait another week. Uh, I'm not doing quick maths on that. I don't think even Northampton can be confirmed this week. Like Starport would have to lose. Yeah. So, I mean, Starport would have lost their last five. So, it's, it's, you're ask, we're asking for certain permutations for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if there's one person who's very happy right now in seventh place, it's Gary Neville, if you saw his little reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Well, He's got well, Louis Barry to thank for that one. Also, his reaction would have been happy because of the Man United. I would have seen so, his yeah. reaction for Thursday. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to video that one. <laughs> uh, down at the bottom, Rochdale will be relegated this weekend if uh, they lose and Crawley Town pick up a point. Because uh, obviously, goal difference isn't in their favour. Or, or if Crawley were to win this weekend, then Rochdale will be relegated. Crawley they travel to Hartlepool, so that's a massive game. Whilst Rochdale they travel to Stockport County. Yeah, who are in the playoff places. So for Hartlepool and Rochdale's sake, I kind of want Hartlepool to win so we can actually have a good final uh, relegation battle between those couple of sides. And it's not going to happen for you. Uh, no. The National League now, because this could be the weekend. That wrecks some win promotion to the Football League. Yeah. Uh, Beat Bourne Wood, they're up. Yeah, four-point gap between themselves and Notts County now. Two games left in the season. It's going to be very hard for uh, stuff to change. Like you say, Wrexham, they play host to Boreham Wood on uh, Saturday evening. Uh, half six Wood kickoff. Are, in the are in six. six. So it's not an easy yeah. fixture, but you give them every chance as well. Mm, uh, the reverse fixture in this one back in October finished uh, 1-1. So it's not going to be an easy game for Phil Parkinson's side. I mean, yeah, the last thing they want to do is not win this and make the last game be nerfy as hell, especially when that last game is away, even though it's Torquay who look like they could be getting relegated. Uh, and then for Notts County, they travel to uh, Maidstone United who are already down. Uh, so you should say that's an easy win there for Notts County tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, yeah it should be. So It's one of them where Notts County fans will also be celebrating another team in black and white this weekend if uh, Boreham Wood can win. And then, like you said, should it go down to the final day of the season, uh, Wrexham, they're away to Torquay, whilst Notts County, they play host to York. So that is how close we are getting to the end of the season in the National League. Just two more games left. Yeah, season's... Almost ending. What are we going to do? Well, fortunately for us, there's women's football. So Yes, there is that. And that's pretty big as well this weekend for the women's Champions League semifinals. They're on YouTube for free. You should watch them. Yes. Uh, Saturday and Sunday are the games uh, starting off with Saturday. It's Chelsea versus Barcelona at half past 12 UK time from Stamford Bridge. And then on Sunday um, from the Volkswagen Arena in Wolfsburg. You have VFL Wolfsburg taking on Arsenal at half past 
to. Uh, if you want a full breakdown, I was say, preview, sadly we don't have enough time to preview it on this podcast. But where can they get a preview of that? Yep. Uh, head over to Women's Football Talk. We have a full preview of both the games and the rest of the games happening across the European leagues. Uh, so that's Women's Football Talk on YouTube and social media, Twitter and Instagram, also Women's Football Talk. So just search for them and you'll find our previews on them. Yeah, go watch it. Yep, should be some absolutely uh, fantastic games to look forward to this weekend. Just football heritage everywhere. Exactly. Right, I believe that is it for this week's podcast. Yes, that is everything. Well, I think we're officially into longest one ever territory. Mm, that's because there's been a lot of happening. Uh, there has, and we time. are very slow at talking about it. <laughs> mm, we want to talk about a lot, and when a lot happens, you've got to talk about it. Um, in the meantime, we'll be back on Monday to wrap up uh, the weekend's action, FA Cup, Premier League, Championship all, everything that happens we'll be back on Monday to wrap it all up and in the meantime make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and that you're following us on Twitter at FTC Pod for all the latest news and stories as and when it happens until next time we'll see you soon <laughs>